This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Welcome to Crazy Fish, the official podcast of the 2018 Animation Festival of Halifax. My name's Siloan Daly. And I'm Mary Elizabeth Luca. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Siloan Daly. Welcome to Crazy Fish, the official podcast of the 2018 Animation Festival of Halifax. Today in the studio with me is Ryan Cameron. Hi, Ryan. Hello. And you're going to tell us a little bit about this fantastic panel discussion and VR opportunity you have arranged for Sunday, May 13th. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, so at the end of the animation festival, uh, it was presented the opportunity to, to uh, have a day to do VR demos um, rather than having to somehow dismantle and carry all my VR gear over to the Natural History Museum, I quickly had the thought of, why don't I try to see if Novacore will give me access to the entire Life Sciences building, because it's a Sunday. And lo and behold, they did, and they seem very enthusiastic about it. So we have um, Innovacore as an official sponsor of the day. Um, we have, uh, since I'm pretty sure I won't be able to get everybody into the lab to do a demo in VR because we need roughly between 10 and 15 minutes a person to really get a sense of what VR is like and I don't like to rush people so um, what I did was I thought of putting on a panel to uh, talk a little bit about the crossover that we're doing um, in my business called Electric Puppets over there at Innovacore where we're uh, basically taking animation, interactivity, uh, creative skills, and bringing them into the medical uh, services industry. So Ryan, just so that we're all on the same page here, can you just tell us what is VR? It's funny you mention that because I'm immediately thinking about the IT crowd episode when the person says, what does IT stand for? And then she has no idea because she runs the IT department. I know what VR stands for. Um, it's virtual reality. And uh, what the idea is, is that at least visually, um, we can recreate as realistically as possible what you might experience in reality, certainly static environments. Um, some of them are almost indistinguishable from reality for some people. Um, so you just put on a, a pair of goggles, that's what they call them, sort of, but it's more like a big visor. Right, because it has head head. headphones too, so yep. you have this full... Yeah, there's audio and, and visual stimulation that you just go in there and you're basically feel like you're immersed in a completely different world um, where anything is possible. So that's kind of the thinking. Um, and then all the VR systems use some kind of positioning technology to be able to tell where the person is in physical space relative to the virtual space. So um, most of the VR systems that are out there use two cameras. So they'll have two different cameras that basically use the same idea as your depth perception that you have with two eyes. Our stereoscopic vision is what we use to tell how far things away are from each other. And computers do it similarly with two cameras. Um, there are a lot of disadvantages with that because it's easy to trick that kind of a system, as I'm sure many people are aware who've thought that things were farther away, but they're not, and because it looks smaller, but it isn't, and it looks further away, but it's actually just smaller and things like that. So 
So uh, the HTC Vive came out with a totally different system, which seems to be the one that works the best, which uses a combination of lasers and infrared light uh, and different things to um, pinpoint the location of these headset and these little hand controllers in three-dimensional space. Um, as I mentioned earlier, there's a company right here in Nova Scotia that's using a magnetic field-based uh, technology to track the location of objects in three-dimensional space. I can't go too much in depth into that, but I can say it's really amazing and it's based right here in Nova Scotia. Um, so yeah, so that's VR in a nutshell, I suppose. Also, it's important to note if you die in VR, you die in real life. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We always say that. Ryan, do you want to tell us, just like paint a picture for us of what to expect when we get into your lab at Electric Puppets? Well, um, we have several different VR systems. I've got a PlayStation VR and a Windows type um, VR slash augmented reality system. Uh, but primarily it's a HTC Vive lab. And I've got three different HTC Vive systems in there. Uh, one of them features eye tracking, which is quite unusual, showing the eye position as well as the head and hand movement. Um, and I also have a HTC Vive Pro, which just came out this month, uh, which is quite a bit higher resolution than the, the classic ones. And so it's got some interesting uh, features that might be worth taking a look at. Um, and it's a smallish lab, but we've got a pretty good size space for a single person to do VR. And then we also have an office with VR integrated among the desks. So we can actually have people sitting at their desk, looking at a virtual reality screen and working directly in VR. So it's kind of an interesting setup that way. Great. And so before they have this VR experience in the lab, there's going to be a one-hour discussion about opportunities of pairing this kind of work with the medical field and research and patient experience? Yeah, exactly. So I've uh, arranged to have several people that I work with come in to discuss different aspects of how VR can be used um, in the medical services industry. And obviously a large component of that is animation and creative content. So I've asked um, several uh, practitioners and doctors and people in the medical community to just discuss uh, briefly in a panel type of um, scenario uh, some of the opportunities that they think are there, some out of what they've encountered with Electro Puppets and some of the projects we've been working on, but also, um, you know, why they think higher-end creative content is desirable and why it would be you know almost necessary for uh, uh, improving the patient experience first of all but also even improving uh, diagnostics and therapies and things like that so for example each why don't you tell us about each of the people that you've invited and what their areas of specialty are and how you're working with them sure yeah actually it works really well because i've got a list here and i'll just i'm working on different projects with each of them so uh, Darren Oystrek is the director of the um, IWK <clears throat> Pediatric Vision Sciences Lab uh, at the IWK, and they work um, in clinic with children, mostly with diseases related to eye alignment. Um, so they uh, 
identify and try to correct these sorts of things, like things called strabismus and amblyopia and um, just general eye alignment um, issues. Uh, so I've worked with Darren for since last November. We co-applied for uh, the Innovative Innovacore Spark uh, Fund, which we won, which is fifty thousand dollars, and we um, began to develop uh, these tools to be able to take some of their, in some cases, hundreds of years old tests, and reimagine them in virtual reality. Um, so Darren's been the one I've been primarily working with where more or less I came up with the idea that since you can do eye tracking in VR now, that must be useful for people who do eye things. So when I said that to someone at uh, Dal, they said, oh, we've got to get you to meet Darren. So that was kind of how Electric Puppets started. Um, additionally, uh, Margot Latimer will be on the panel, Dr. Margot Latimer. Um, she is the director of the Pediatric Pain Research Group at the IWK. So she's been working on a really interesting project with respect to helping children express um, an injury they've had using sort of standardized terminology so that uh, doctors and nurses can get a better sense of how the child came about to have an injury and what the context of it was so they can treat it more effectively. So she has this icon-based game called uh, kidshurtapp.com that uh, that um, kids uh, can interact with the, these just simple icons and just create what she calls a pain language so that that can be recorded and given to the, to the practitioner. So she'll be there to talk about, in that particular case, we're looking at helping her improve the art with uh, Copernicus Studios, some of their resources there. Next is Dr. Robert LaRoche, who is the head surgeon uh, with the Department of Ophthalmology at the uh, hospital. And um, he is uh, mostly interested in an interesting problem around... Um, eye surgeon training. So in his case, um, his frustration is if you have even a slight deficiency in depth perception, you get immediately rejected from being a, an eye surgeon. And so he believes that uh, some of these people could be otherwise fantastic surgeons and he's under the uh, impression and certainly with some data to support it that um, people can actually overcome depth perception issue, issues by uh, just having practice in a certain context and their brain will actually rewire itself to be able to have just as good depth perception as someone else as long as you get a sense of uh, an opportunity to practice. So um, with him, we're working on a VR-based way to practice um, depth perception because the tools they're currently using to offer practice sessions to these surgeons is, are uh, really, really expensive and they break all the time and um, they're just extremely difficult to service. So uh, if we could make a VR system like that, uh, it would be amazing. And actually, out of that, as an aside, I came up with a product called VibeStylus.com, which uh, you know would allow us to 3D print and create different kinds of surgical instruments that would attach to any standard Vive controller. So we're uh, we're working on that with Dr. LaRoche. 
Um, Stephanie Atwater is a registered massage therapist, and she's the founder of Unified Health, Inc. She's uh, creating a series of community health and wellness clinics um, that offer services with um, such as alternative medicine and combining that with traditional medicine practitioners. So we'd have nurse practitioners and physiotherapists in the same uh, community center as osteopaths and uh, acupuncturists and chiropractors and things. So uh, putting all these together, um, it occurred to us as I work with her that um, we could use VR as a, an a additional uh service for diagnostic or not for diagnostic just for therapy for people to do meditation and vr and stuff but if i can do the biometric uh, recording with um with uh you know eye tracking and movement so we can actually record all the patient sort of pupil size and head movement and their gait and things like that we could do that before and after every treatment so we're looking at to seeing if we can find correlation and uh Obviously, this particular area, we're really going to need good content because we want to have really uh, engaging and uh, comforting environments for people to exist in. And this is another area where obviously creative uh, work and even animation would be really amazing. Mm -hmm. um, next is uh, Dr. Brennan Eady, who is a senior glaucoma fellow at the QE2 Health Sciences Center. Uh, with him, we're working on a... Uh, glaucoma early detection uh, test, which is called a visual field test, or a series of visual field tests in VR. Um, in his case, the nice thing about this is we can put these VR systems all over the community and people will have access to the equipment to do the visual field tests, because um, as it is, it's kind of difficult to get your family doctor to refer you to get into a specialist to go in and actually get the very difficult and highly complicated visual field tests they currently have up in the in the lab. And glaucoma is something you want to get detected as early as possible because uh, they can better chance of success with surgery if they can get it uh, dealt with quicker. So VR for him is an opportunity to um, possibly get better uh, early detection out there. Um, what we're working on with electric puppets is the idea of making entertaining, fun, animated, experiences for people that also do visual field tests at the same time. Mm -hmm. So the idea is incorporating visual field testing into interactive experiences so that everybody's constantly being checked when they're just having fun at a community VR system, like at the library or in a community center or, or at a health center. So that's Dr. Edie. Um, he's also working on a, a specialized headset that uh, would be something that would be very unique to being able to be adjusted and things very precisely for ophthalmology and also work on infants so we can start to research um, infants in VR and create content for them, which could be a Teletubbies type of thing, you know, working on that sort of level of content for infants. Um, finally, our last panel member is Dr. Aaron Newman, who is, we've been working with at Copernicus for about five years. He's runs the department of uh, psychology and neuroscience. So there we've been working with speech recognition technology and um, doing he's doing various studies on things like aphasia and brain injuries and things like that. Um, he's just generally been helping us with developing platform stuff and we've working with his team there to uh, 
to build content management systems and things like that. So that's been um, mostly what we're doing with Dr. Newman, but he's got a keen interest in VR and doing psychology stuff in there and possibly connecting EEG with VR, which some, a lot of people are researching right now. So you can actually control VR spaces with your brain waves, which is kind of an interesting wow. area. Um, finally, our host is Dr. Or not Dick, sorry, just our host is David Coulter, who is with the uh, uh, VR Labs project as yet unnamed between NSBI, um, Ubisoft, and Microsoft that they're looking at putting together a VR Labs type resource for uh, small businesses and things who want to uh, just explore VR as a, a way to do business and develop new ideas and innovations. So David will be hosting. He's got a really interesting background. He was at Warner Brothers for quite some time in a senior position there. And uh, then he moved on to work directly with uh, Paul Allen, the co-founder of Microsoft, for quite some time on some various interesting innovative projects. So David just recently moved back to Nova Scotia and he's doing some interesting consulting work here around um, volumetric 3D video capture using really complex devices that sort of can scan a whole scene and do like the HoloLens type, um, not HoloLens, uh, the holo camera from Star Trek, that sort of thing where you can take a picture of a scene but you can see around everything and it's kind of a volumetric photograph or, or video. So that's what David's doing. Um, oddly enough, there's actually a couple different companies uh, in Nova Scotia that are doing that, that I know of. Sounds like a really great lineup of so much innovation and touching on how many and just probably the tip of the iceberg of of where VR can go and how it can help us not only play with it, but help us in a variety of ways. Yeah. Thank you very much. Sure. It's amazing. It's one of those kind of like I think about, wow. I can't believe that animation and VR and um, and and how the medical profession can you know can can intersect in ways that are literally mind-boggling, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's one of those kind of. I hope you're recording this panel on Sunday because I think it will be a very valuable. Anyway, I know I've just thrown a whole other wrinkle. I haven't even into thought it. of that, but I know, we can. I know, but you should yeah, because I, I think it'd be a really, really good, useful thing to reflect back on in the future it's an amazing an amazing group of people and why nova scotia yeah it's uh it's really interesting unfortunately i couldn't get uh, someone from andra on the panel as well they're still developing the technology but the fact that we have all of this plus we have one of two companies on the planet that are doing magnetic field-based motion capture um right in behind Ikea in a 70,000 square foot brand new facility that they just built. It's absolutely mind-boggling and cutting-edge research being done right here in Nova Scotia. There's so much cool stuff going on and with all the universities and all the hospitals. Mm. You know, I had entertained the idea of going to uh, Toronto to work at Mars and, you know, the some of the big facilities there, but, uh, but uh, there's no need. There's just more than enough talent and opportunities right here in our city. I think that's one of the goals of our festival is to sort of show Halifax what is happening here because, you know, many of us have no idea how mm -hmm. many great innovations are happening right right here. Yep. I know. For sure. Hmm. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 
Thanks so much for uh, organizing that and yeah. and inviting the the city to come and have a little glimpse of what's happening. Yeah, we're super excited. Any any opportunity we have to to uh, get people connected and and interacting with each other and hopefully exploring new kinds of opportunities for innovations mm -hmm. and keeping what, students the, here. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, the ideal here would be people being able to work between animation shows like the big television shows and be doing mm -hmm. using their skills to do really interesting innovative stuff around the medical field would be a, a incredible outcome from this event for sure it's fantastic mm -hmm. i'm really looking forward to it so ryan's giving a workshop on saturday may 12th 2 p.m to 3 p.m at the museum of natural history venue and then on sunday may 13th starting at 10 a.m people will be coming in and checking out a VR experience. And between 11 to 12, there will be a panel discussion. And we're really looking forward to this. So I hope you can make it out and see a little bit of the innovation going on in Halifax. Thanks very much, Ryan. Thanks for joining us for Crazy Fish, the official podcast of the 2018 Animation Festival of Halifax. For more information about screenings, workshops, events, and tickets, go to the website anifx.ca. That's A-N-I-F-X.ca. You can also follow us on Instagram at AFX.2018 or on Facebook at Animation Festival Halifax. For those of you who use Twitter, you can get additional information by following at CarbonArc. That's at Carbon underscore Arc. See you at the festival. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production.